0: On this
1: episode of Discover Your Spiritual Identity, we're going to continue in a vein of thought that we started in the last episode when we focused on our calling to be children of light. Now, on this episode, we're going to focus on our calling to be children of the day. And both of these titles for God's people are found in the same verse, 1 Thessalonians chapter five, verse five. And there's so much rich revelation surrounding that verse. I'd like to read eight verses. First Thessalonians chapter 5 says, But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord, so comes as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. And the King James Version says, Children of light and children of the day we are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep in the night, and those who are drunken are drunk in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation." Of course, this is talking about the era in which we are living right now. So that makes this passage of Scripture all the more important for us because we are rapidly approaching the day of the Lord and the coming of Jesus Christ, the second coming of the Lord into this world to change everything. And it's going to be a radical change. Now, what does it mean to be children of the day. Children of the day are blessed individuals who have had an encounter with Jesus, the light of the world. And once that happens, they become illuminated concerning the truth, enlightened about how to live, how to walk in this world. And when that happens, then they assume a similar calling. Jesus is the light of the world, but then he transfers that calling to us to be the light of the world. And as children of light and children of the day, we spread the brightness of the light of truth everywhere we go. Now, there are five primary aspects to this calling to be children of the day. It is fulfilled in us and will be fulfilled in us these five ways. Number one, personally. Number two, spiritually. Number three, continually number four globally and number five eternally so we've got a lot of territory to cover first of all how do we become children of the day personally in explaining this i'm going to go back to one of my favorite scriptures of the old testament malachi chapter 4 verse 2 god is speaking to you and god is speaking to me And he says, to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. And so the picture God is painting, the analogy God is transmitting to us is like the rising of the sun at the dawning of a day. That's what it's like to come into a relationship with him. And what triggers it? What starts it? Fearing his name that's not talking about a terrorized state of mind. The word fear has a double meaning. It can be something very negative. It can be something very positive. The fear of the Lord is the greatest depth of reverential awe that you could have toward God. When someone fears the Lord, they submit to his headship and recognize his highness, his holiness, his awesomeness, and they melt under him in loving devotion and submission. And when you fear him, that opens up the door to the blessings of God in your life. But he bumped it up to a little higher level in Malachi 4.2. He said, unto you who fear my name, you don't just fear God, but you Hallow the mention of His name. You consider that a sacred privilege, just to be able to call upon Him as El Shaddai, the Almighty God; El Elyon, the Most High. You call upon Him as Yahweh Sidkenu, the Lord my righteousness; Yahweh Rapha, the Lord my healer; Yahweh Rea, the Lord my shepherd. But then, the name above all names, which is Yeshua the name of Jesus, which means salvation. And when you reverence the privilege and the honor of calling on that name, then it's like the sun rising over your life. And Malachi 4.2 describes the Messiah as the sun, S-U-N, of righteousness. Now, the only way you can see the things of this world, the trees that I see outside my window right now, and the sky above and and the porch outside my door is for light to illuminate these objects and reflect that light so that the image enters into my eyes. And otherwise I wouldn't know what's around me. I would be oblivious to it. And I certainly couldn't walk anywhere because I'd fall off the porch or run into the trees. You can't even function right without damaging yourself all the time if you're walking in darkness. And the same is true spiritually. To be children of the day is to have everything illuminated so that you know what life is about and you know how to walk through life successfully. And I love the fact that he calls himself the Sun, S-U-N, of righteousness, because the main problem that we have in our lives is our unrighteous state that we inherited from Adam, a lower nature, a depraved nature. And we could never earn salvation. All our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. But when he rises over our lives, the rays of righteousness that stream from him reflect off of us so that his righteousness is imparted to us. And in the sight of heaven, we appear just as righteous as Jesus, the firstborn son. No wonder that experience brings healing with it. The son of righteousness arises over us with healing in his wings because it heals us of the state of sinfulness and gives us hope in what seems to be often a hopeless world. No wonder John chapter 1 verses 4 and 5 says concerning Jesus, in him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. You can't comprehend the light of the world unless God takes the scales off of your eyes, unless God by grace enables you to see Jesus for who he is in him was life and the life was the light of men. And so darkness and death go together in the same equation and light and life go together in the same equation. If you are children of light, then you have been begotten by the life of God and loosed from the death dealing effects of being conceived in iniquity and born in sin and contaminated by the world as you journeyed through life, thank God that in him was life and the life was the light of man and the light shines in the darkness. What a wonderful thing to be saved, to be right with God. And then John said the darkness did not comprehend it, but other versions render that last phrase differently, like the darkness did not overcome it. Well, it may have looked like the darkness overcame the light of the world. He was crucified. He was buried, but he didn't stay there very long. Three days later, he came out of the grave to radiate brighter into the world and into our lives than he did when he walked on the earth. Another version says, the darkness has not extinguished it. And for 2,000 years nearly, they have fought against the light of the gospel, more now than ever, in this quote unquote woke generation that is supposedly proclaiming the answer for humanity in the areas of social justice and racial justice. And certainly, there are some positive causes hidden under that heading. But there's a lot of twisted thinking too, uh, because being enlightened doesn't mean you accept any kind of immoral behavior in a person's life and treat that kind of lifestyle as equally legitimate. That's not an awakened, enlightened, illuminated state. You're illuminated when the Word of God comes into your life because thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And in your light, we shall see light, the Bible says. When the day dawns in our lives and we begin to see things as they really are, then in that light, we see light. There's always new levels of revelation in the word of God that comes when light comes into our lives. When the sun rises I want to repeat, you see objects that were previously hidden by the darkness of night, and then you can walk without stumbling. In other words, without making stupid mistakes, dumb choices that bring death-dealing influences into your life. I love, love, love the quote that comes from C.S. Lewis. I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. That's what happens when the son of righteousness arises in your life. Those who are of darkness walk in deception and death spiritually. Those who are of the night are self-centered and bent on self-gratification. Why? Because If you're enshrouded in darkness, you can't see anything around you. All you're aware of is yourself. You're aware of your own breath, your own body. You're locked into darkness. You can't see past your hand. And that's the way it is for children of darkness. They're very self-focused, self-centered. Ego is on the throne. But next we become children of the day when we function spiritually in that role. First, we become children of the day personally, then we become children of the day spiritually when we function as emissaries of love, because love and light go together. And, and if you're children of light, you're going to be children of love. And I have some scriptures that really deal with this beautifully. 1 John chapter 1 verse 5, through verse 7 says, this is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, listen now, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So, if we walk in the light as children of light and children of the day, one sign is that we have this awesome unity, this wonderful bond of covenant between our hearts and the hearts of others that are walking in the light, and it's called fellowship, It means to be united in the same understanding, the same comprehension, the same intimacy with God. We have this affinity with one another, and it's called fellowship. Praise God, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. So if people are all critical and harsh and mean and dividing from other believers over non-essential things, they're not really walking in the light. Next, listen to 1 John chapter 2 verses 9, 10, and 11. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going. In other words, You're just gonna keep making stupid choices and dumb mistakes in life if you're walking in darkness. And if you're walking in hatred and division and strife and enmity and and grudges and unforgiveness and bitterness, you're walking in darkness. You're walking in darkness. He who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going. You have no idea what life is about. You have no idea what destiny is unfolding before you if you're walking in darkness because the darkness has blinded your eyes. Now, here's the scripture that really brings out our calling to be children of the day and its connection to love and to being others-minded not self-focused. Remember I told you that children of the night and children of darkness are self-focused because that's all they're aware of. But when the day dawns in your life, you see the world and its need. You see hurting humanity. You see that somebody's got to make a difference in this world as messed up as it is. And that's what Isaiah 58 verses 6, 7, and 8 communicate to us. Listen closely. And this is where God is discussing the fast that is most pleasing to him. I believe in fasting. I have fasted quite often over the past 50 years that I've been saved. I believe it's one of the best ways of subduing the flesh and getting a greater sensitivity in prayer And as you walk under the influence of the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, it just makes you all the more sensitive to what God is saying and motivating you to do moment by moment, day by day. But God is balancing things out. And he says, is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out when you see the naked that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh? In other words, don't get so religious that you become haughty. Don't hide yourself from your own flesh. Don't think too much of yourself. Realize we're all human beings. We're all in the same mess. We need to love one another and we need each other's help. And when we reach out to hurting people, hungry people, those who are in great need, both physically speaking and spiritually speaking, then God said in verse eight, then your love will break forth like the morning. You'll be like children of the day. The day will dawn in your life in an exceptional way when you become minded, not towards yourself, but toward others. I have a dear friend in Hunts Point, New York, in the New York City area, that really exemplifies this passage of scripture. He and his wife, Reggie Stutzman, and his wife, Abelza, uh, every week are right there at the prodigal Center, handing out food, handing out clothing, helping the poor, the, the, the troubled, those who are sleeping on the streets, those that are homeless, they have an amazing ministry, and we try to support that ministry from time to time because they're like a sun shining in a very dark area of the world. We all have our niche to fill and our place that we're called to. I honor them for that calling, but I do believe that we can reach out to those who are hungry spiritually as well, thirsty spiritually, naked spiritually, those who have never received a covering of God's righteousness. And when we communicate the gospel to them, we are meeting needs, and then our light is breaking forth like the morning. Isaiah 58:10, two more verses down says, If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light, shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as the noonday. In other words, when you become other-minded, when you become focused on meeting the needs of afflicted souls, people that are torn to shreds emotionally and mentally, and you sow your life into their lives, then God says, your darkness, what you think is darkness that you suffer personally, suddenly becomes like the noonday. God brightens your world because love shifts the focus from your own problems to the problems of others. Instead of meditating on your own problems, you become a problem solver in the lives of others. And that's when you become children of the day in a very profound way. All right. Number three, just like the sun comes up every day, we are renewed in this calling every day if we are children of the day, it's a daily renewal in our lives. And that's what's most marvelous, most miraculous about this walk with the Lord. Second Corinthians four sixteen says it this way. Therefore, we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. For even though our outward man is perishing, the inward man is renewed. And that means made new all over again, renewed day by day. In other words, when the blood of Jesus flows through us on a constant basis, moment by moment, we are renewed, renewed to righteousness, renewed to strength, renewed in our relationship with him, just like blood removes toxins from the cells. Billions of cells in your body are renewed on a moment by moment basis and infused with life from the oxygen coming from your lungs and the nutrients coming from your digestive system that keeps the cells uh, reinvigorated. And in like manner, God does the same thing spiritually with the blood of Jesus flowing through you. It renews you constantly, every moment of every day. No wonder no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Number four, we will become children of the day globally when Jesus returns when the dawning of a new day comes to the entire world at the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me quote a scripture, a couple of scriptures that are very revelatory about what I believe is going to unfold in the near future, most likely within our generation. Revelation chapter 20 verses 1 through 6 Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, the prince of darkness, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. That's going to be a joyous day. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. That thousand-year period of time, if it happens literally, if it's not a figurative representation of an amount of time that is longer than that, is, uh, is called the millennial reign of Christ, the millennium, if you will. I saw thrones And they sat on them and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for the witness to Jesus and the word of God who had not worshiped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years, but the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection, a scripture that indicates Those who are martyred during the reign of the beast are in the first resurrection. Therefore, it has to happen at the end of the age, not seven years prior. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power. Listen now, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. 2 Peter 3.8 says, Beloved, do not forget this thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as one day. So if we are children of the day, we are children of destiny and we have the destiny of being part of that grand day when the kingdom of God will come to light completely in this world brilliantly to such degree that nations shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war anymore. The lamb will lay down with the wolf. The lion will eat straw like the bullock. There'll be peace in all the earth. The shalom of God will cover the planet. It will be unimaginable almost to us now what it will be. Such a phenomenal thing when heaven comes down to earth and eternity invades time and Jesus once again walks among us and the glorified saints rule and reign over the nations. What a day that will be and it's quite a mystery, quite a mystery. And I don't purport to understand everything about the thousand year long millennial kingdom, but I do believe we are children of that day. We belong to that day. That's our hour. Maybe we're persecuted, rejected, ostracized, overlooked, and despised now, but then we will be enthroned with the Lord Jesus Christ. Finally, we will become children of the day eternally when the new creation comes, because one day, if it happens in the order that the book of Revelation seems to imply, after the thousand-year-long kingdom on earth, then God will renovate everything. Peter said, the heavens will pass away with a great noise. Can you imagine the cosmos exploding? Not just one star becoming a black hole, but the whole thing exploding or imploding, and it just is destroyed by the fire of God licking from one end of the universe to the other and everything is reduced to nothing. Think of that. The heavens will pass away with a great noise. The earth will melt with fervent heat, but then out of the midst of that conflagration, there will be birthed a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwells righteousness. That's the dawning of a new day universally and eternally. Listen to Isaiah 60 verses 19 and 20. I'm almost finished. The sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give light to you, but the Lord will be to you an everlasting light and your God, your glory. Isaiah 60, verse 20. Your sun shall no longer go down, nor shall your moon withdraw itself, for the Lord will be your everlasting light and the days of your mourning shall be ended. And then I love Revelation chapter 22, verses one through five. Listen closely. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. No more seasons, just continuous paradise. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. Hmm. And there shall be no night there. Think of that, his name on your forehead. That means it dominates your thoughts continuously. All you know is the worship of God and they shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads, and there shall be no night there. Children of the day, did you hear me? You're headed to an eternal kingdom, a new creation, a new heaven, a new earth, the capital city of New Jerusalem, where there will be no night, and they need no lamp, nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and forever. And that's what it is to be children of the day.
0: Thank you for listening to Discover Your Spiritual Identity with Mike Shreve, a podcast designed to cause a spiritual awakening in your life. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss new episodes. You can go deeper into this amazing revelation of the names God has given his people by getting your copy of Mike Shreve's book titled, Who Am I? Dynamic Declarations of Who You Are in Christ. We also invite you to visit our website, shreveministries.org and sign up to be part of our global internet family, a group of on-fire believers who are bold to proclaim, I am who God says I am, I have what God says I have, and I will be what God says I will be.